Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Why, why are you focused on feelings? She's like, I don't really think that you are a thinking type. I think that you're a feeling type. Initially, I was really kind of offended because I had this misconception about what a feeling type was. And I was thinking it was somebody who would be like, you know, super emotional all the time, like outwardly, and we'd be crying or loud fits about things. And I'm like, that's really how you see me. And she's like, well, maybe that's not what it means. Maybe you need to figure out what it actually means. Hi there, this is Sarah Kuhn. If you are an INFJ or in a relationship with an INFJ or related to an INFJ in any way and you want to figure out how they operate, what makes them tick, and how to communicate with them better, this is the show for you. It's called The Quiet Ones. This is a show that deconstructs INFJs, what they are, how they think, how they feel, how they operate, and how they relate to people with other personality types. Whether you have just found out that you're an INFJ or have known for a number of years, there is something for everyone. You will learn more about your personality type so that you understand who you are and understand how you operate in the workplace, in relationships, in your family, and with friends. I want you to walk away from every episode feeling like you have a place of belonging, feeling like you are no longer alone, feeling like you have a place to be heard and seen and understood as you really are. This is a place to connect with other INFJs, to learn and grow and really thrive. I want to give you inspiration and real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to live your best life every single day. Though INFJs are very rare, you are not alone in this world. You are not the only one who thinks the way that you do and feels the way that you do. Hear from real INFJs just like you. I'm writing a new book that's called Relentless Understanding. It is a revolutionary guide to understanding your personality and finding self-love. Why am I writing this book and what exactly is it about? Well, the first thing that it's about is discovering your personality type. I discovered my personality type when I was in college and it actually took me a few years after that to really dive into it. But figuring out my personality type helped me with so many things. It was like the foundation of this self growth journey that I went on. And it has changed my life in the most amazing ways. And I want to be able to help other people change their lives as well. It will help you find the answers to so many things that you're looking for. And Like I said, I want to be able to help other people find those answers, find the answers that I found. So I want to start by telling you a little bit of a story. When I was in college, I studied engineering for a while, along with quite a few other things. And in one of the classes, one of the homework assignments was for us to take a personality test. This is the test that I took. It's called the Kiersey Temperament Sorter. you can see inside, I actually tested INTJ. I don't know if you can see it. Um, but it was one of our homework assignments. So I just took the test and I was studying engineering 
which is incredibly difficult. So I had a bunch of different classes that I was taking and I just kind of threw it in a, a box and moved on. Um, a few years later, it was 2014, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And I spent about a year and a half trying to find the right medication to treat my depression and anxiety. And for any of you who've taken depression medication, um, I guess for those of you who haven't, it's not just like Advil or antibiotics. You don't just take it and you get better. Um, it's a process of getting better. And it's also a process of figuring out what side effects you can handle because all of the medications that I took had severe side effects with them as well. So after about a year and a half of going through that challenge, I decided that medication was not the right treatment for me. And I want to be clear that some people, depression medication works very well for them and it does help them, but a lot of people, it doesn't work well for them. And that's okay. There are a lot of other things that you can do to treat depression. And so at that point, I started looking into what are those things because I had no idea. And I really, I only had one friend that I could talk to about depression and she took medication and it worked for her. So it was really a journey for me to say, okay, what helps and what doesn't help? And how can I push myself to do the things that will help? Um, a lot of the things that I tried were like yoga, meditation, different eating habits, exercise. And it was a struggle because when you're deep in depression, you don't wanna do anything. You just wanna lay, lay in bed and maybe watch TV. And that's about it. Motivation is like terrifying. <laughs> and then um, anxiety makes you question everything that you're thinking about doing. So it can be a really, really difficult struggle. In the middle of all that, though, I knew that I didn't want to stay feeling like that. I knew that there had to be some hope. There had to be something better. So I started looking for more answers. I discovered my personality type again, and I started digging into it. And like I said, I was mistyped for a while as an INTJ. And it took me several more years before I figured out that I was mistyped. I moved back to the Midwest and um, was spending a lot of time with my niece who was 13 years old at the time. And my niece has tons and tons of questions about everything. So I was explaining to her different personality types and she became just as obsessed with it as I was. And so we talked about it all of the time. Every time she had an issue with her friends, every time she had a miscommunication with me or with her grandparents, or her mom, um, we were constantly talking about it. And so one day we were talking about some kind of miscommunication that she had. And, and um, I was explaining to her how she had hurt somebody's feelings and why that was important. She's an INTP. So she looks at everything from a very analytical perspective. She's all about facts and logic and feelings are the least of her worries. So when I was focused so much on feelings, she was like, why, why are you focused on feelings? She's like, I don't really think that you are a thinking type. I think that you're a feeling type. And initially I was really 
really kind of offended because I had this misconception about what a feeling type was. And I was thinking it was somebody who would be like, you know, super emotional all the time, like outwardly, and we'd be crying or, you know, throwing huge fits, like angry, loud fits about things. And I'm like, that's really how you see me? And she's like, well, maybe that's not what it means. Maybe you need to figure out what it actually means. Um, it, it's always the kids who put us in our place, right? <laughs> so, so then I went looking into what does a feeling type mean? And that changed my whole perception. Um, I realized that a feeling type doesn't mean that you have these outwardly strong emotions. You can have really strong emotions and keep them inside as well. Um, it doesn't mean, I mean, you can be hurt really bad, but nobody knows that. You can be extremely angry, but you can not show it to people. Um, so why is knowing your type useful? Well, for me, it helped me to get through depression. It helped me to get to the other side of it. Um, and it helps me to deal with my anxiety. Um, it can help you in a lot of ways. Just knowing little things about yourself, like the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. So much of the world nowadays is built by extroverts and for extroverts, people who gain energy by being around other people. That's what an extrovert is. So if you're an introvert, you gain energy by being by yourself. And if you just think about a lot of office spaces have gone to this open office concept. Um, I live in Boston, Massachusetts. I work in marketing and graphic design. And the last time that I was looking for a job, one of my first questions for potential employers were, what does your office look like? Because especially places that are like startups or marketing and graphic design agencies have these open office environments. And they're like, oh, it's really great. We don't have cubicles. We just have like a desk and your computer. And there's like music playing in the background and people chit-chatting. And then we have these really awesome spaces where you can work in groups because all of the work that we do is in groups. We think that it's great for people to work in groups. And as soon as they start saying that, I'm like, okay, pass. <laughs> this is not for me. I'm an introvert. I want quiet time. I want my own space. And I want the ability to work by myself. I don't want to have to be in a group all the time. I don't want all the noise and distraction. I want to be able to focus. Another thing that's important to know is if you're intuitive. So as an INFJ, my primary function is introverted intuition. And that means that I just know things about people, right? So when I first meet somebody, sometimes I just know that I don't like them. I've been accused in the past of being extremely judgmental and snapping to judgment um, of people. But once I learned that I was intuitive and that that's my primary function, then I realized what that means. That means that I gain information from a lot of different ways. And most of it is subconscious or almost unconscious. So I don't know that it's going on. It's just that I know that I know something about people. And it's not something that you can turn on or off. It's just sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, oh, I don't really like you. And I don't know what it is. I just know that I don't. 
And generally, when I lean into that intuition, I'll find out later what that feeling was and why it was like that. And I would say 99 times out of 100, I'm right. And it isn't always just like, you know, I don't like somebody. Sometimes it's, I know that somebody is a good person or I know that they're trustworthy. Um, sometimes it's, I know that something's gonna happen. Sometimes it's, I can just tell. Um, it's almost like I can see it coming. And then sometimes when I experience things, it's kind of like deja vu. It's not really supernatural. A lot of people go there, um, but it's not on that level. It's just probably an intermittent type of level, I guess I would say, from people who don't really have that much intuition to people who would call themselves um, psychics or telepathic or um, not really, I guess telepathic is like reading people's mind, but on the level of, you know, being able to predict the future or something. Um, it's kind of in the middle of there. Um, other things that are important to know about yourself, like I talked about the feeling, um, it's not like an outward being super um, emotional all the time. Um, some people have a feeling in their personality are like that, but not everybody is. And other things too, like being organized. Um, having a judging personality type, I'm naturally more organized. I like to keep schedules. Um, and people who have a perceiving personality type will be naturally less organized. They like things more open and, um, you know, they're more of a, let's just see how it goes. There are other reasons why knowing your personality type is important. Um, it can help you to figure out what career you should be in. Um, it can help you to figure out what kind of help you can provide for the world. Your career doesn't necessarily have to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, an insurance salesman. Um, there are a lot of different things that you can do, especially nowadays where um, you have so many opportunities to do things like coaching and writing and making videos. <laughs> I mean, there's so many opportunities now. It doesn't just have to be like what it used to be. Um, knowing your personality type can help also help you when you're going through hard times. Um, it helps me to recover from depression and it helps me learn about self-love and what self-love is and why it's important. Knowing your personality type can also help you deal with other people. Like I said, my niece is an INTP. So when we have discussions about things, I like to keep that in the front of my mind to know that I'm going to come at a discussion from a feelings perspective and she's going to come at it from a facts and logic perspective. And that doesn't always keep us from getting into um, heated discussions, but it can help to understand where the other person is coming from and to try to resolve those issues a lot quicker. Um, knowing your personality type can also help you set boundaries for people. I grew up with people telling me that I was wrong constantly. Um, when I was in school, my teachers would tell me that I needed to be more outgoing, I needed to make more friends, I needed to go outside and play with kids rather than sit inside and read a book. When I was in college, it was the same thing. 
you need to do more group projects. Um, you need to go out and meet people. And now that I'm working, people say the same thing, right? Um, my day job is in digital marketing and graphic design. And anybody who works in marketing knows that they want people who are friendly, people, people, you know, they want you to be outgoing and, and bubbly. And I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> that's why I do digital marketing so I can write emails and do social media and work on websites. I don't want to be you know, the person who's networking. Oh, I can't imagine anything worse than networking. Um, but it helps me in the past, you know, I listened to people say those things to me and I was like, oh, there must be something wrong with me because I don't like people. Or, oh, maybe there's something broken about my personality because a lot of people will tell you that. I've read articles that said, why introverts are broken. Like, or introverts are broken extroverts. And that's not the case at all. Those people don't understand what it means to be an introvert. An extrovert is somebody who gains energy by being around people. An introvert is somebody who loses energy being around people. That means that we gain energy being by ourselves. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, that doesn't mean that introverts don't like to be around people. Some of us do. It's just that we don't want to spend all of our time around people. We need time to rest and recharge before and after. Um, when you know that, then if somebody says, oh, well, you're a broken extrovert, you can go, hold please. That is not true. Let me tell you exactly what an introvert is and what an extrovert is. And you need to stop lying to people because that's an outright lie. There is no reason that anybody should tell you that you're broken. And if they are, especially because you're introverted or, or extroverted even, um, educating yourself about your personality will help you to be able to stand up and say, listen, that's incorrect. A lot of people too will tell you that you are wrong for being too sensitive. I've been told my whole life, you are way too sensitive. You wear your heart on your sleeve and you just shouldn't let that kind of stuff get to you. And to me, again, that made me feel like I was wrong. It made me feel like there's something wrong with me. Like I'm not a normal person that I was an extra who was, you know, my brain was just born damaged and that's not right either. Some people are naturally more sensitive than other people. And that's totally fine. If you're one of those people too, there's nothing wrong with you. You're totally fine. You are perfect. Just the way that you were made. You were made that way for a reason. There is some special reason that you are on this earth and the world needs you exactly the way that you are. A couple of other things like, it's always been difficult for me to make friends, always. I don't like being around people. I don't really relate to a lot of people because especially growing up, most people are very superficial. They're interested in the current trends and, you know, boys and 
and um, shopping and movies, all of the current most popular movies and music. And I wasn't into any of those things. I didn't care about what was popular at the time. I never did. I remember when my niece was young, she was like the popular, the popular kid in school. And one time we went to like six or eight different places because it was popular at that time to put feathers in your hair. And um, I remember having this discussion with my mom, like, why are we going all over town to look for feathers that are like, have some kind of hair clip so you can just attach them to your hair? And my mom's like, I don't know, it's important. So we're just gonna do it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. First of all, it looks ridiculous that you're putting feathers in your hair. And secondly, you're doing it just to, so that you can be the same as everybody else. Why do you even wanna be the same as everybody else? It didn't make sense to me at the time. It makes sense to me a little bit more now um, because I know that that's important to my niece to be able to fit in with her friends, that's important to her. I have more understanding. I may not understand what she's doing, but I do have more understanding for her. And I want to be supportive of her in whatever she decides to do. Even if she wants to put feathers in her hair or dye her hair pink or wear the latest trendy clothes that are like, you're paying how much money for jeans that have holes in them already? Like, really? Okay, I guess I'm that old. I got off the fashion train and <laughs> I'm just that old. Um, another thing that I've been told that I'm wrong for is being focused on the future. I have always been focused on the future. I don't like to think about today or tomorrow. I wanna think about five years from now or 10 years from now. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I, I've been told, well, you need to be more focused on today. You need to be more present. Um, get your head out of the clouds. Um, I forget some of the other things that, like these common phrases that people say. Um, I like to dream. I like to dream a lot, really big dreams. But a big difference between the way that I dream and the way that a lot of other people dream is I want to, to dream a big dream, but then I want to figure out how to make it happen. Um, so I, I feel like it's totally fine to dream, right? You're going to go make it happen. Um, another reason that I'm writing this book, personality types was the first one. Um, the second part is self-love. I feel like you really need to understand who you are before you can really appreciate and love yourself for who you are. When I was growing up, I really believed that I didn't have self-love. People would talk about self-love and self-confidence. And I was convinced that I was born without it. I had this conversation with my mom so many times where she would tell me that you just don't have any confidence. And it got to the point where I would say, yes, that's exactly my problem. How do I fix it? And she would be like, I don't know. I don't have that problem. I've never had that problem. I have no idea, but it's a really big problem and you should figure out how to fix it. I'm like, great, totally helpful. Thank you. Um, it really, it took me hitting this rock bottom, being in depression and anxiety and going through an eating disorder as well, before I finally started to understand what self-love was. Once I started to dig into my personality type, 
um, I started realizing that some things are normal about me that other people had told me were broken, right? And I also thought that self-love was something that you had, you know, like you want a new car, so you go buy a new car and now you have a car. And I thought that self-love was like, hey, I want self-love, so I go get self-love somewhere and now I have it. And what I realized along the way is that's not how it is at all. Self-love is kind of like a decision. You have to kind of like how you decide to love somebody else, right? If you meet a guy or a girl or, you know, any type of significant other and you're like, hey, I really like this guy. I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with him. Some days you really do like him and you think the world of him and other days like he is so annoying and so ridiculous and you're like what am I doing here on those days it's a decision to love him right some days it's easy and other days it's difficult but you have to make that decision and for me self-love is the same thing some days it's a lot easier some days I look in the mirror and I'm like wow I really like what I see and I have this great personality and I'm super fun to be around I'm really funny um you know, I love to learn things and I can just make this whole list of things that are great about me. And other days, I don't even want to look in the mirror because it's like, oh, I just can't today. And there's nothing great about me and I hate everything. And I just have this whole list of things that I want to change. On those days, self-love is really difficult, but it's a decision. It's a decision to say, you know what? I'm in this and I can't give up on myself. I mean, you can, but why? You know, you're the only person that you have at the end of the day. Everything else is temporary. And really, your life is pretty temporary, too. So if you're not going to believe in yourself, then who are you going to believe in? If you're not going to show yourself love, then how can you show anybody else love? So on those days, it's a decision. And it's also kind of like a muscle, right? When you use muscles, they get stronger and um, things get easier. I, there was a time in my life where I wanted to be a runner and it was really difficult. When I started running, it was really, really difficult. And I even hired a running coach because I was like, okay, what's the secret? There has to be some kind of trick that like, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, so the secret is that running is really hard. <laughs> And some people can do it and some people don't. And I'm like, well, why do people talk about enjoying running? And he's like, I think they don't really enjoy the actual running. They enjoy the feeling that they get after they're done running. And I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I get that now. Um, but it's like a muscle. So self-love is the same way. Once you start running, it does get a little bit easier. It's not that running is actually easier. It's just that your muscles get a little bit stronger, right? And so the longer that you do it, the quote unquote easier it gets. And you can push yourself farther and you can run farther um, because your muscles get stronger. But if you stop running, you'll lose all of that muscle and you won't be able to run as far. I can't I probably couldn't run a mile now and I used to run 10 miles. So self-love is the same way. When you're using it every single day and you're exercising that muscle, then it gets a little bit easier and easier. But if you give up on yourself and you quit, then you'll have to start over again and it gets more difficult. Um, 
part of self-love for me was realizing that I had to make myself a priority. I'm really good at making everybody else a priority. I'm great at making other people feel loved and feel like, like they're important and going out of my way to do everything for them. But I'm really bad at looking at myself and saying, okay, what do I need? What's important for me? Um, it feels selfish to me, but it's really not selfish, especially when you're putting yourself on the same level as everybody else. Now, if you're constantly putting yourself above everybody else, then that's a problem, right? right? We can all agree that that's a problem. But if you're constantly putting yourself below everybody else, that's also a problem. So you need to find that balance where you're putting yourself on the same level as everybody else. You're giving yourself the same attention and the same priority that you show to other people. Ultimately, it came down to realizing that there was no one that was gonna come to save me. I really had this idea, I think, that I like to blame on Disney and the Hallmark Channel that there was some Prince Charming that was gonna come and save me and everything was gonna be okay. But that's not reality. That's not how life actually works. There's a personal responsibility aspect to self-love and nobody wants to talk about personal responsibility nowadays, right? That's gross and that's icky because it's so much easier just to say, no, it's somebody else's fault, right? My life is a mess because somebody else's fault, because I wasn't given enough, because my family doesn't have as much as somebody else's does, because my family, my parents failed me, right? Maybe the government has failed me. It's easy to say that. It's easy to blame other people and to feel like you're stuck and there's nothing that you can do. It's a lot harder to say, my life is the way that it is because of my choices and because of my failures. That's like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to admit that. I don't want to say that. And even me now, I've done a lot of things that I wanted to do, but there are still things that I think about every single day, multiple times a day that I'm like, I want to do that. I, it has to be a priority. And I, I even fall into that trap of saying, well, it's not my fault or it's somebody else's fault or I'll get around to it later. But if you really, really, when it comes down to it, if you really want to make changes in your life, if you really want things to be different, if you want to find happiness and joy instead of depression and self-loathing, you have to take on the responsibility because nobody's coming to save you. If you want to be happy, it's up to you. It has to be something that you're doing every single day. So all of this is why I'm writing this book, right? I'm writing this book to help people who are like me, people who are going through or have been through a depression, um, people who have anxiety, maybe even people who have eating disorders um, and people who struggle with, with self-love or lack of self-love and self-confidence, but also people who want to get better people who want to take responsibility for their life, who want to put in the work, who want to learn about themselves and who are looking for really joy and happiness. I mean, that's what we're all looking for, right? We all have these different ways of going about it, but that's, that's the most important thing. Um, mostly 
if you read this book, I want you to know that you're not alone, that you're not broken or messed up. I've been there. I'm still there at times, but I'm pulling myself out of it. And I want to help you too. We can do this. <laughs> we, we can do this. It's completely up to us completely up to us. So along with this book, I am also starting a podcast. Both of them are actually being called Relentless Understanding. Um, the podcast is going to cover the same sort of things. Um, I'm going to talk about depression and anxiety, eating disorders, self-love, self-confidence, um, probably a lot of personal responsibility. <laughs> it might be that Hopefully it's that, that kick that you need to get going. Um, and a lot of information that I've found along the way, it's kind of, um, it's kind of like, hey, I'm going on this journey. Do you wanna come with me? Would you like to learn about all of these things too? Because this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm obsessed with. And I feel like the more that I surround myself with people who have the answers, the more, the more answers that I'll have right? So um, how, how do you follow along on this journey? Well, there's a few ways. I'm going to be making a lot more videos like this on my YouTube channel, um, which is um, youtube.com slash INFJWoman. You can follow along all of the videos there. You can follow my new podcast, which is called Relentless Understanding. It is on all major podcasting platforms. And you will also find the episodes on my YouTube channel, same YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash INFJ woman. Um, that's how you follow along. I don't know how long it's gonna take me to write the book. Um, could be six months, could be a year, I don't know. So obviously when the book comes out, I will let you know all about that. But in the meantime, um, I'm here. If you have any questions or would like to connect with me, uh, make sure that you leave a comment on YouTube and it's just me here. So I'll make sure to get back to you, but thank you so much for listening. I hope that, that you really enjoyed it and um, I'll see you again soon. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.